Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. Today, I'm here with Adequest CEO, Hiram Machado. Hiram, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Mark. What about you? Great. It was a very, very busy week. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, in fact, what was your take on this week? What was the most exciting thing for you? Uh, really, uh, get in front of a lot of, uh, of uh, people to talk about security and GDPR, right? We, we ended up having a, a good ride this week, um, meeting all of the Microsoft sales team and, and talk, talking with them about GDPR, uh, meeting the, at the ISSA meeting last night was a pretty interesting one. With That's right. I think we had like 40, 50 people there and yeah. uh, you did a great presentation about GDPR. Um, but today we're not here to talk about GDPR. We're actually going to talk a little bit about um, the importance of IT security, cybersecurity, when you're in the middle of an acquisition, both for the pre-merger or pre-acquisition due diligence and then the post-acquisition integration um, as well. But um, before we dig into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about Adequest experience with venture integration or post-acquisition IT integration? Thank you very much. Yes, uh, well, um, it's a, a very interesting uh, niche, if you will, right? Uh, we uh, have a few customers in that arena, uh, Microsoft being one of them. And uh, what we do is help uh, these organizations with uh, integration of their IT infrastructure once they have acquired a company. A lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, the importance of having the understanding of what are the steps, what to do first, what to do next when it comes to integration. IT professionals, they are usually very solid. They know IT, that's very good, but not always they understand the process of IT. So that's what we bring to the table, right? We understand you know, what it takes. Uh, uh, we have best practice written uh, to really make that process as smooth as possible. So let me just ask you this. How long have you been doing the, the post-acquisition IT integration for uh, Microsoft? For about eight years at least. Um, okay. Have been that, and um, can you give me an idea roughly like how many uh, on average acquisitions per year you're doing? You know, between all of our clients, we are doing anywhere between 15 to 30 Wow, acquisitions every year, and I'm assuming across a, a variety of sizes, all kind of sizes, small, big, uh, from very small, two, three people organizations, all the way to you know um, thousands of people in some cases. That's that's interesting. Um, so let me ask you: you said that having a, a process is really important for this. Did did you did you and Adequest? Um, adopt a, an industry standard process or did you develop your own process? Right. Yeah, there are some industry standards, but, uh, um, and, uh, you know, well-known uh, book books written in, in the arena, but it, we basically wrote our own playbook, right? So we have a playbook that helps uh, um, you navigate through the process and, and makes it more, more pragmatic, okay. right? And more, more consistent approach to ensure success throughout, right, okay. uh, the, the integration. A lot of companies are buying 
one after other, right? They're, right. they're, they're in the mode of acquisition. And having consistency will definitely help them uh, uh, realize, right, the ROI of that acquisition much faster. That's all what it, it is about, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about realizing the ROI or, or, or the value of that acquisition. Usually you can realize, the quicker that you can integrate that organization into your own organization, the quicker you're going to realize. Also, you mitigate risks by doing a quick integration, employees leaving or, or you know, losing uh, talent. So you want to maximize that, that, that process in terms of efficiencies to uh, get all of those benefits right away. Okay, so I, I think we've established that Adequest has a lot of experience with this uh, post-merger or post-acquisition IT integration. Um, and, and, and again, you, you're doing these all around the world, right? I mean, it's not just here in the Northwest. It's, um, I, I mean, I know we have people flying off to Israel and, and all other locations. All over the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. our clients are, uh, a lot of them, uh, most of them are U.S.-based clients, right? Okay. But uh, the acquisitions that, that, that they're making are, are happening worldwide. Okay. So, yes, we our team does travel uh, whatever the, the, the acquisition take place and, and support. The, Can you the name company. some of the bigger or more ho uh, higher profile acquisitions that you've worked on? Yeah, I think uh, I, I usually like to go a little bit back in years because mm -hmm. we don't like to talk too much about the more, more recent ones. Right, sensitive right? information, right? Right, there are sensitive information. But uh, yeah, we have worked with uh, Microsoft on Skype integration, Yammer integration, wow. uh, uh, Nokia integration. Okay, those are some pretty high profile <laughs> uh, acquisitions and I'm, I'm sure the projects themselves uh, were, were very interesting to work on. Um, so so we, we have the credibility or we've established your credibility in that space. Now let's take a step back. And you know, let's look at a company that is in the uh, acquisition process. They're out there. They're looking for um, you know a target. Maybe they've identified a target, and they want to do you know some due diligence. And a lot of times, due diligence relates to looking at their existing client base, their revenue streams, looking at the financials, basically, right? right. But another important part that sometimes is overlooked is doing your due diligence around the target company's IT platform. Right. Yeah. Now, why is that important? Right. Well, there is an, a number of things that are that comes with it, right? There is uh, number one, IT is more often than not critical to the to, to the to the most business nowadays, right? Absolutely. Uh, so you want to make sure that you are buying, uh, uh, you know, you you are you are getting what you are buying, right? So the uh, IT deals with uh, lots of contracts when it comes to software licensing, for example. You want to make sure that you are. You know the, the company that you are acquiring are compliant with the right you know licensing absolutely um, yep. structure that they, they have in place to be honest with you uh, it's amazing uh, 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 how many companies are, are out of compliance in that sense mm -hmm. you know almost every time that we go to an acquisition we find companies out of compliance and it's not because they want to or even there was was intention <laughs> to right. be out of compliance because managing uh, software assets is not an easy task mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a typical organization. Right. right? There is a lot of shadow IT. There is a lot of you know sure. individuals are downloading apps and, and connecting apps to their to their systems, and uh, you want to make sure that those apps are secure. You want to be. In fact, there was a customer that we have must go unnamed here. Uh, that because of an acquisition and uh, uh, not having the proper controls in place during the, the integration, they, they, they were a victim of, of a cyber attack through the acquired company. 
Okay, right? wow. <laughs> so, so there's a couple issues here. One is you're saying um, you, you want to understand what your risk is or what, what you're, if, you're, if you're buying a company, if they're out of compliance with their licenses, that's a liability that you're taking on. Right. Um, if they haven't uh, properly uh, set up their, their IT cyber defense or their security controls, uh, maybe, they, maybe some said they're using older um, out-of-service operating systems right. or they, haven't, uh, they don't have a good patch policy, and you take that on, you're also maybe uh, at risk for some type of cyber attack or a malware attack, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And because of that experience, we are now helping them to establish a a process and, and, and have a, a pragmatic and total approach to uh, integration when it comes to So you're looking at the, the pre-acquisition due diligence. Mm-hmm. What kind of services, I mean, what, what would you, if I was looking at a target and, and you, know, you said, hey, you know, we need to check about license compliance, um, we need to talk about, uh, just to check about the, the IT security and how, right. how secure it is, um, what kind of services would you provide for that? How would you do that? Right, yeah. Well, uh, number one thing is, um, we can do a network scanning, right? Okay. So, and we advise every organization acquiring a company to uh, uh, make that part of their process. Network scanning will allow you to, for example, validate. You know, usually, you're going to get a lot of a lot of information from them, like in in a verbally, right? They're going to tell you we have X number of computers, X number of users in our systems, right? As X number of software licenses. Uh, X number of servers, right, and etc. Uh, well, how do you validate all of that? You know, in a com- in a company with thousand plus servers, right, right, with thousand plus you know working workstations, how do you validate that? The network scanning is probably the best way to go about it, right? Quickly, in a matter of a couple of days, you can run a network scan. You find out how many workstations are there connected to the to the system. Uh, you you can extrapolate. From that network scanning a list of uh, applications being used in all of different laptops mm-hmm. uh, now you get an inventory you know of what you have and you can hopefully you know validate that inventory with what they're telling you i'll tell you most of the time there is a gap between what you find through the automated scanning sure. versus what people are telling you again they're not lying to you they are telling you what they believe it is, right. but they might not know. Well, well, what else can you find from these network scans? I mean, in addition to the, the physical devices and hardware um, and maybe different VMs that they have set up, what else can you see? Well, a lot of good, good things that we can come out of it. Number one is you get really the list of users by, by country, okay. right? And, uh, and identify where they are, which countries they are, uh, which, whether the OSs, the, the applications are current with the patches on each one of the machines that you are acquiring, uh, which you might want to force an update of those machines before you integrate them together. You can find information about the user uh, um, user practices around password reset, uh, right? right? And, uh, and we have been to organizations that, in all honest, uh, some of the users, many of the users, did not have their password reset for ten years. Wow, <laughs> Does that, that would raise a flag, right? That would because raise a flag. If yes. they haven't re- changed their password for ten years, um, or you have an inactive account that's actually still well, how would you say this? It's, it's an account that's um, has been set up, but the person's left the company. Um, you've seen these kind of things. We have seen that, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. so that's that's a potential risk right there, right? Yeah. You want to get in there and clean that stuff up as soon right. as possible. Yeah, and, agree. And, 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 and and maybe it, maybe it's a signal that the system has already been compromised, and you might have somebody camping out in there, and monitoring Absolutely, traffic, yeah. and doing some bad stuff. Yeah. So, 
you know, because it's bad. It's bad security hygiene, basically. Absolutely, and that would raise a flag. Yeah, a great example is one of one of the customers that uh, came to us and said they had about thirty five hundred um, uh, users when they ran the scan that were over five thousand active accounts. Wow! In the system, right? Wow. And and in their mind, there were thirty five hundred users, and but we found five thousand over five thousand active accounts. Percentage-wise, that's just a huge, huge, huge difference. Right? Yeah, so, right, yeah. Yeah. so when it comes to integration, number one, let's clean that up. Let's mm-hmm. make sure that we have only and only <laughs> right, the, the right accounts that you want to migrate into your organization before you do it, for example. Okay. So so now, okay, so we've talked about the pre-acquisition due diligence. Um, now walk us through some best practices for the post-acquisition integration. What, what, what are the some of the key points that you, you know, mm-hmm. that you want to... Um, Make sure you you go through right. Yeah, the the post acquisition is well uh, uh, th- that network scanning could happen either prior or post acquisition, right? Okay. So if you have done the network scanning prior to uh, the the close, uh, uh, you now have enough data to carry on your post work. Mm-hmm. If not, that's probably what you want to do first. Uh, do that 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 uh, network scanning. Uh, once you have that, that data, uh, you want to look into, for example, application list and map out the applications of the acquired organization with the applications of, of, your, of the, the current organization and, and have a plan for each one of those applications, right? So you have now a plan per application. What are you going to do? Um, are you going to retire the, the, the data associated with that application? Are you going to just ignore it and wipe it out? Are you going to migrate into a new system? Is it the same system? No. Uh, is the company that you acquired, for example, on QuickBooks and your company is on SAP, mm-hmm. right? Now there's a business decision to be made here. What do we do with the data that we have on QuickBooks? Do we need to migrate that into SAP? Do you just you know, host it for a little while while we are required to maintain that data and, and uh, uh, delete it afterwards? Some of it is a business discussion, right? right. Not technical discussion. So, but first, you have to come up with that list and that mapping. You know, you bring up a lot of interesting points, um, and we're going to jump kind of off the security track for a second and go more to the to the business decision. Um, you know, we were having a conversation before about the the network scan. It not only can uh, help you understand potential security risks. Um, it can also point out opportunities to optimize, right? Right, absolutely. Can you give some examples about that? Yes, and uh, uh, so that's the one thing, right? We're talking about just the application list. The other thing, chances are you have servers and, and databases and all of that. Now, um, if a organization has an on-premise environment and you want to migrate that to the cloud, for example, right? Uh, one way to do it is to do a one-to-one relationship. Okay, you have X number of servers and, and VMs on-premise. On Let's replicate that, right, in, mm-hmm. on, on the cloud. Uh, chances are that you don't need that one-to-one relationship, and that's going to be very expensive, right? right? So because? Now, because the, uh, often, you, when you have on-premise environment, you don't have the flexibility of the cloud. You cannot scale up and down as needed as in the cloud. So you buy a server and it's fully utilized one day a week. The other six days it's sitting there at 50% capacity. You've just paid for extra capacity and you're not using it. Exactly. But you have to match the the, the server configuration to that highest level of utilization that you might have one day of a week. Right. Right. Uh, on the cloud, it's a little bit different. Things are more dynamic. So what you want to do through the network scanning is to analyze uh, the traffic through 
those the, your server configuration reads and writes of your databases right and and maximize right or optimize the VM and configuration that you're going to have on the cloud and reduce the cost uh, an example that I can give you of one recent customer that we did is if we were to map that environment that they had on-premise to Azure cloud right if you were to migrate them to the cloud as it is they would have to pay about $45,000 a month right okay. for that environment so after optimization that came down to $11,000 a month that's a huge savings <laughs> that's that's pretty cool right yeah and and that is without compromising you know performance right right that is just by understanding the environment understanding how you know how much traffic that is and saying with this configuration, you will get the same level of uh, of performance, but yet for a much less price. And this this is just comes from running a simple network scan. Running uh, a simple network uh, scanning, let it run for a, for a, a couple of weeks, get enough traffic information, right? Mm -hmm. Average out, and and that will allow us to do the the you know the, the analysis of what is the you know the optimal um, configuration for so, your own. Sounds like a good investment of time and resources to get that information. Um, let me let me jump back to the security track again here for a second. Um, post acquisition, give me your thoughts on you know or well actually this could be pre acquisition as well. But give me your thoughts on shadow IT because for me I mean I'd want to know what's out there. But even in my own organization, I mean, oftentimes we find, we hear about companies that um, they will do a, a shadow IT assessment and they find out that they have. Um, hundreds or sometimes even thousands of apps um, that, that, that they weren't aware of. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, yeah, that was an example of one customer that came to us and they found out that, uh, they, in, and by the way, they have, you know, almost 100,000 employees, but um, uh, to be fair, but once they did some analysis on how many applications, right, uh, were accessing their data, right, they, they found out that there were over a thousand applications that they had no idea that were uh, uh, accessing their, their data. And that is because employees today with the concept of BYOD, you, your own device, you know, and uh, if you have a CRM system, for instance, right, on your organization, mm -hmm. there are hundreds of small applications out there that employees can download, enter their username and password and connect to your to your server and now that application is downloading data. The problem is you as an IT organization may not know how secure that application is. Right. In fact, a lot of these applications are not secure right? Right. And, uh, and they, they are holes, uh, they have holes that might allow either they leak data and some of them are even malicious to be honest with you, right? Some mm -hmm. of them are intentionally sure. <laughs> uh, uh, collecting data. Um, the general user population are not aware of it mm. they just find it cool find that it's easy to use right. and uh, and they are now putting your whole infrastructure at you know at risk um not knowing it right so you want to have control over that you want an inventory of which applications are you are accessing data and you want to make sure that you as an it organization uh, provision each one of those applications to their to, to the employees and not let the employees just pick applications at random sounds sounds like some good advice there um in, in earlier you mentioned that you this week you did a couple presentations uh related to gdpr and i'm wondering about the you know your thoughts on if you're acquiring a company wouldn't you 
want to know what kind of data they have. Um, and it, it talk a little bit about the importance of, of identifying the data, um, storing data, um, getting rid of data that's not needed. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, compliance and, and um, you know, uh, compliance uh, to data privacy is becoming more and more important, right? We don't stop hearing about, you know, big high profile you know, oh, I mean, incidents. if you look at like, and by the way, I mean, obviously GDPR relates to, you know, data that, that ties to EU residents. But, and, and a lot of American companies are like, well, that doesn't affect us. Well, we can get it out another time. Right. But if we look at what, what's happened to Facebook recently and all the, 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 the scrutiny that they're under right now, yeah. and it, we kind of feel this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, and it, it's going to happen more and more, right? And, and yeah. Uber is another recent exactly. example, right? And, uh, and Uber failed to report that data had been leaked for over a year. I mean, that's just... Right? That's just not acceptable, right? Right. But so, anyway, back to back to the uh, identifying the data in your acquisition target. What would you, um, what, you know, what are your thoughts around that? What's why is that important? Yeah, well, it's important because number one, you want to make sure that uh, what you are inheriting, whether you have sensitive data uh, uh, throughout the network. Most organizations, if if we ask them, where are the sensitive data that you have, uh, chances are they're going to tell you, I'm not sure. Right. right, and uh, chances are they're going to tell you, well, we know most of it is here, but is there any sensitive data elsewhere? They might not know because, again, the, the people are just using the data as they they, they they please. They are creating a word document and putting on 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 a on a share somewhere, right? And out of the sudden, that word document has you know personal identifiable information that you may not be aware that it's there. So there is a process yep. that we usually go through prior to migration which is data discovery. So mm -hmm. we want to do a, a, another analysis, right? A little bit different from the network analysis that I mentioned before, which is focused on the infrastructure itself, okay. right? And this one now is focused on the actual data that, 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 you, that, you are, that you are storing throughout your network. And, that, and I mean both structured and unstructured data. So you want to look through that, identify inside each one of those uh, um, uh, locations where you might have data, where you have PII data, and then you can apply classification to those, right? You classify them. It's like putting a tag on which files and which uh, database you have personal identifiable information. Once you put a flag on, now you can think about what are the rules <laughs> and right. how do I want to control that data, uh, uh, who should have access, who should not have access to that data, and do you, again, you apply the rules before you do the migration. So right. now when you're migrating, you know that you're putting things on the right place with the right security in place, with the right controls in place. Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting that um, I, I think that most people listening and most people that we present to, they we all agree that, you know, when it comes to GDPR and some of the other uh, privacy regulations that are that are emerging, um, you know, we, we ask them, do emails fall under this? And most people say, yes, of course. Um, how about HR databases? Oh, of, of course. How about customer information client lists? Yes, of course. But then you start asking things like, what about CCTV scans? Or what about images? And people are like, oh, I'm really not sure. But actually, as we know, even that data, if it ties to an EU resident, is considered PII and would fall under GDPR, right? So you, you, when you talk about organizations not knowing where their data is, sometimes they don't even know what data is important and what data that falls under this. So it's it's really important to uh, to kind of figure out 
what you're inheriting and, and, and what you have, right? Yeah, and it's important to highlight, we are talking about EU residents. Uh, it, it does not necessarily mean that company must be in have the a EU. presence in the EU. Absolutely. As long as you have the EU resident data, you, know, you, you should be concerned about you know, yeah. how you handle uh, uh, sensitive information. Well, you've given us a lot of good information. I mean, in terms of best practices, things to look out for if you're um, if you're in the process of acquiring a company, if you want to do some due diligence, or you're going to merge that company into your organization after the acquisition. Um, any any parting thoughts? Any other um, you know best practices, thoughts, uh, guidance that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, I think uh, what we have seen uh, in terms of companies that are acquiring is do not underestimate the importance. Of, uh, of, of pay attention to um, your integration process. Uh, I, we have seen you know, a lot of times organizations, they have very strong IT departments, right? Uh, with very strong knowledge. And, uh, but if they haven't experienced an integration process, um, chances are that they, you know, they will struggle mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and uh, might need help. So I, my, my, you know, my advice is, do not underestimate the effort of putting two organizations together and look for expert advice you know, sure. if you're doing it for the first time or the first few times because uh, you're going to be better off with the right uh, advice in place. I think that's some excellent parting advice here from Hiram Machado, CEO of Adequest. Hiram, thank you again for uh, joining Secure Talk. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, and thank you everybody for listening. Hope you have a great week ahead. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.